Oh yes, it's Football Friday, and Basketball Friday, and Hockey Friday, and Major Golf Friday. Hit the high porn, Brad, let's go. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Backdoor Cover. I am Micah. I am joined by Brad. We are going to talk hoops. We're going to talk major golf. We're going to talk college football. Brad, how are you? I'm just bobbing my head over here. Theme song's lit today. It's lit Friday. Yeah, that that intro still goes. Still goes. Uh, man, we got a lot to talk about. This is your classic 30 minutes or it's free podcast. So classic. we're going to go quick, uh, but we're going to cover everything. Quick programming notes, as always. Uh, yesterday, Thursday morning, we dropped Mitch's Can't Miss Locks of the Week. We talked about every NFL game. Mitch picked everyone against the spread. Mitch went eight and four in week one. Uh, I think, you know, eight and four is pretty good. That'll get you paid. And the best place to get paid is at my bookie. Use promo code backdoor, one word, backdoor. Uh, when you sign up at my bookie, your first deposit gets doubled. I'm telling you, if you just bet what Mitch tells you, you'll you will get rich this season. Uh, they will double your deposit up to a thousand dollars at my bookie. It's the best place to wager. You can bet season long bets. You can bet in game wagering. You can bet anything in between. Uh, you can bet on on TV shows. You can bet on football, basketball, baseball, literally every sport in the world. You can bet Australian rules football, I would imagine. Basically, anything you want is at my bookie. It's the best place to bet online. It's safe. It's easy. They have uh, been partners of us for five years. Never heard a bad word about them. We love my bookie. So go to my bookie, use promo code BACKDOOR, and they'll double your deposit. They've got the best user interface and the best odds. You can play 20-team parlays. Do whatever you want. Just go to my bookie. Even Mitch, who on the show on Thursday said he's actually he's in Vegas right now. And he I was like, What sports book are you gonna He's like, I'm not. I'm just gonna bet at my bookie. It's easier. It's in my pocket. Uh he's gonna go find a craps table in Vegas and probably be there <laughs> on a bender all weekend long. But if you want to bet sports, just go to my bookie. Yeah. And you do, because you're listening to this podcast. It, Use promo code backdoor. And one more programming note. So Mitch and I have been talking about this. We're talking I'm I think I'm gonna put in, or I know I'm going to, put in five hundred bucks, they're gonna double it to a thousand. And then Mitch and I are going to do a segment where we workshop this starting week one that the algo is ready. So we're going to workshop how you bet my thousand dollar in whatever bankroll with against like units using the algorithms selections and how you kind of pace that out throughout the season when you've got a designated budget. So uh, some way it'll it'll help you kind of envision how to apply the the picks that we have. I love it. Uh, it's going to be awesome, man. So go put your money in now. Get your double deposit. Um, starting week four, that's when the algo will hit. So we're in week two. Week three is next week. Week four is one after. I can count to four. You can too. So let's get this done now. We'll be ready for week four. We're going to get rich. It's winning season. That's good. Not only does Mitch give you the picks for every game. He does. You're right, Brad. We were talking about how you know the biggest difference between a professional gambler and a recreational gambler is bankroll management. And uh, Mitch has got a lot of theories on this, so we'll be talking about that more on our Thursday morning episodes. But it's Friday, so we're going to talk about. Generally, we'd preview the college football action. Let's just start by saying there's not a lot of college football to talk about. We haven't seen a lot of college football. We're not going to sound very smart about it, <laughs> but we will talk about some of those games. But we'll start uh, with hoops today. And then we'll we'll finish with some major golf. Uh, one other programming note, of course, check out Mind of Micah. Uh, good stuff this week. We did Micah's mailbag on Monday. 
uh, talking about some political divides we have in the country. I know some people will be turned off by it, but I think I've gotten some good feedback. And also on Thursday, I did a Micah, the Micah interview with Kayla Haby, the bitchin' chef. Ooh, it's quite fun. It was good. We talked about food and Whataburger and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and I may just get another potty off this week. We shall see. Of course, subscribe to Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. Uh, it's lit. It drops every Monday. You can get the subscription link in the description to this podcast and call our hotline, 800-392-6344, uh, Give us a take. Ask us a question. Just call the hotline. All right, Brad. And, of course, check out Too Much Dip while I'm at it, my uh, <laughs> sports podcast with uh, with uh, the Wash Media guys. You're like a fucking used uh, car salesman. Do, I know. We do. That show is so different than this one. Uh, so I, like, I really don't think that it's just very different. We, we, here we talk very funny. I listen regularly and it's really funny, man. You guys, you just have different perspectives on things. It's the, it's a hilarious show. It's, it's a really good listen. So I highly recommend. So that one's new episodes every Monday. And then we do a live stream before the Sunday night football game on Thursday, which ends up in the feed. So if you subscribe to too much dip, you get to hear them both. All right, let's get to it. Uh, the breaking news in basketball today is Giannis wins his second straight NBA MVP award, uh, considering his team got gentlemanly swept out of the first round. Uh, that can't feel too good today. Uh, not a surprise here, but you have any thoughts on Giannis winning the MVP? Well, yeah, because earlier this week he deleted all his social media accounts. So uh, it, things have been going pretty tough for Giannis lately, but this is a nice little little bonus. It's kind of, I don't know, man, I, I bet... This it almost hurts worse to win this because it solidifies that they're a great regular season team and they just haven't shown up in the playoffs. And uh, yeah, the the time is expiring on uh, them being you know an, an elite team like with in, in a comfortable position. Like now, the pressure is really on to show up next year. Um, and then after that, I, I no haven't doubt. looked at his contract lately, but I'm sure it's not that far off from he can sign. He can sign an extension this year, yeah, or enter the twenty or enter next season on the final year of his contract. I mean, so there's all sorts that, of implications so. with what that means, and whether or not he sticks no around or goes to Miami, which is where people are saying is a a likely landing spot for him if he does leave. All sorts of pressure on that team for next year yeah, after Miami's not showing up the last two years. Space. Yeah, yep. We'll see. Um, you know, it's tough. This reminds me of the uh, the Dirk. MVP season where they lost in the first round and yeah. had to go like basically accept the award with his tail between his legs. Exactly. And uh, if he can bounce back like Dirk did and, you know, beat a super team like Miami that year, 2012 I think it was, uh Dirk re, uh he he uh yeah. saved he saved face doing that. So Giannis got the potential to do that too and uh, I expect him to show Giannis up next joins year. He joins MJ and Akeem as the only players to win the MVP and the Defensive Player of the Year award, which is pretty fucking impressive. So basically, he also the joins best. Steph Curry, LeBron, Steph Curry, LeBron, Steve Nash, Tim Duncan, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Moses Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt, and Bill Russell as the only back-to-back MVPs in yeah. NBA history. Uh, pretty good company. You know, the thing that that I thought about Giannis, I heard someone say it, and I've been stealing it is that he has clearly established himself as the best 82-game player in the NBA. He doesn't take games off. He doesn't rest. He plays great defense. Uh, he hasn't figured out how to be the best 16-game player. Um, or really the, be the best, best player in a player. quarter, right? Like, that's what playoffs is, is if you yeah. can, sh- and, like, stomp them out in the fourth quarter, and that's 
that's where they're lacking. He hasn't gotten there yet, and I, you know, I, I was firmly of the belief that Kawhi Leonard was that player. Same, uh, and he was holding the title belt hard until they choked in Game Seven. You know, when he when he choke. lost a grip on it was when Paul George tried to shoot a three from the corner with time expiring, and it hit the side of the backboard, ricocheted to half court. Paul George yeah, is calling uh, him, really not looking good today either. They're calling Paul George way off P instead of playoff. P. <laughs> That's pretty it's good. Not, I it's like not what that. you want to be known. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Jimmy Butler is making the uh, the hard case for, to take that championship belt away from Giannis right now. He's a in dog. The East. He fact, is a dog. He's wearing it, and the, his team now leads 2-0 against the Celtics. They won last night. Again, execution in the fourth quarter. This Miami team is just so fucking tough. I love them. They're like, so I don't know alpha. how you could be a, a casual basketball team and not just love these dudes. Like, they are just so alpha and so tough. Uh, they won 106-101 against the Heat, uh, who are, are against Celtics, who blew a second straight, second-half lead. Uh, apparently, Marcus Smart was yelling in the locker room <laughs> after the game, yelling, y'all on some bullshit. Uh, there were several lo- loud clanks, like someone throwing things, coming from inside the locker room, while several players beyond just Smart were yelling. Uh it's so great. Things it's so are not good. going great my, my, for the Celtics. Well, yes, it depends on the uh, perspective. But f- in terms of just w- a viewership perspective, without a biased side, I don't care if the Heat or the Celtics win. I just like watching the basketball. This is a good product, man. The Heat are so gritty and so tough, and they're dripping with swag, and they just got it going on right now. So uh, Celtics got a uh, yeah, monumental awesome. task ahead of them. Celtics are in big, big trouble. And, I mean, the Celtics team itself is pretty likable. They're from Boston, which I makes agree. them hateable. Um, and but Miami's just so alpha. These dudes are so tough. They got rookies playing forty minutes, just dripping with swag. Nobody's as, as tough and as swagger full as Jimmy Butler. And then Bam may be the best player in the series. He's he's an incredible player, offensively and defensively. And he's just uh, I mean, scratching not, the not surface, Not great man. offensively, he's and he's still just raw. scratching the surface. You're he's right. Like, just, he doesn't have any low-post game right now. He's incredible. He really is. He's such an athletic freak. And yeah. He's so big, he, and he's so bouncy, and he's got energy. He's going to be great for so, so many years if he can stay healthy. No doubt. No doubt. So that's that series. Game one in the West, uh, Denver at, uh, well, I would say at L.A., but, of course, we're just in <laughs> At Disney, uh, tips off tonight that at 8 o'clock Central Time, the Lakers are a seven-point favorite. I mean, it's very hard to count out this Clippers team, or the Nuggets Nuggets team based on what they've done already. Uh, But that being said, I I think, you know, apparently they were like popping champagne after the last series. And I think the the LeBron killer instinct might come into play here. Um, But you got to win four times, so... I, I don't see this being a short series. I think that Denver's just so explosive. Even if they're not the better team, they're going to steal one or two of these pretty easily. I want to see who they Murray put on uh, Murray. Yeah, I'm interested to see who the Lakers match up with them. Because if he keeps being hot, if he keeps going off, I could see them just putting LeBron on him and having him just go after him like he did Derrick Rose that year. Like What was it, 2012? When he just shut Derrick Rose down after he won the MVP in the playoffs. He's a Bulls at the time. Uh, my, he was or LeBron was in Miami. Rosen with the mm-hmm. Bulls, if you recall, but like he has the ability, or he did at one point in his career, to just completely shut a player down. And if he does that, the rest of the Nuggets, I just can't see how they would uh, 
whatever, survive that with their, with, against AD and, and LeBron on the offensive side. So that's the one thing I'm going to be looking for. I'm interested to see if they just say, fuck it, let's put LeBron on there and just shut him down or how that kind of gets played out. So since A.V. Bradley's gone, he was their best, uh, he was the best defender they had on the uh, perimeter So for the Lakers. So we'll see. I'm interested. It's going to be good. Hasn't slowed him down yet. Um, all right, so that that's your hoops talk. I'm I'm excited. Same. I mean, this Miami team. The, the one other thing that I'll say about Miami, uh, going back to East, is that Pat. This is the perfect environment for this team. Pat Riley has always wanted to basically run a military like, <laughs> regiment, like going back even to the Knicks days, and and certainly ever since he's he's been in Miami for 25 years now, I think that they test every player, like their fitness level, their fat level, like they are the most hardcore team about making sure that their team is in shape. Um, and he, when the when Miami, when uh, LeBron came to Miami, they went and had their training camp like at a military facility. And this is basically like, now it's a five-star barracks, but <laughs> right. the whole team is basically just, this is an extended military boot camp. And apparently Jimmy Butler was like, no, I don't want any family or friends in the bubble. Like, I'm here on a business trip. And that's got to just make <laughs> make Pat Riley just rock hard. Yes. And that's, they're basically just operating like a military regiment. It's amazing. And they're so tough. And, I mean, like a guy like Tyler Hero, who is playing huge minutes and is a rookie and is dripping with swag. If they were playing in Miami, this dude would be out getting bottle service with Rick Ross and covered in diamonds and, like, just nailing dozens of models every week. But now he can't. He's just there focused on basketball. He'd, I, he'd be I, at I club space till like 9 a.m. every night. 9 a.m. every morning. I know I would be if I were him. Just getting blasted with CO2 cannons, sweating himself to death. <laughs> yeah. But now he can't. He doesn't even have that option. They're just in there grinding. And they're two games away from the finals. Um, all right. So college football this week. There are not many games. Many games have been canceled. The Big 12 only has two games. The SEC starts its season next week. Uh, since the last time we talked, the Big 10 has announced that they will start. I think it's October 24th, like five weeks from now, um, which is something. I mean, they're going to play eight games, apparently. Who knows exactly what that's going to look like. Uh, apparently, the Pac-12 is now scrambling to get started, as are some of the smaller conferences, the the Mountain West and that sort of thing. Uh, there's too much revenue not to at least give this thing a half-hearted shot. So um, we'll see how that works. But this week, not a lot of good games. Uh, there's only one matchup between ranked teams. That's number 17, Miami, at number 18, Louisville. That game is your college game day game. Louisville, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'll just make my lock of the week here. Mm-hmm. I like Miami. I like the U big. Ooh. Uh, I think they're going to win that game by two touchdowns. You think they're going to be rocking the turnover chain all, all the whole game? A hundred percent. So the um, the thing to note here is next week's the big week. Next week's when the SEC comes back. Next week's when the Big Twelve is a hundred percent in action. That's when like in season, not in season, regular conference, regular conference play resumes or begins. Yeah, all the games in yeah. the SEC are conference games. So really, that's so, I mean, week it, one it, to me. In once my it mind. starts, we're going. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So next I week's going to be the big other, college the football. Other but this games week's this week. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, there's just not a whole lot else That's to it, talk man. about. Um, right. So, I mean, we could we could talk. I mean, UCF goes to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech beat Florida State last week. UCF, a, f- a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite against Georgia Tech. I'll say it right now. I like Georgia Tech to win that Ooh. game, even with a Ooh. true freshman quarterback. Straight up? Straight up. 
And uh, so they're, they're my two upside uh, upset picks uh, this week. Clemson faces the Citadel. They'll probably win that game by a thousand points. Um, Guaranteed. That's pretty much it. I mean, although this being said, two weeks ago I was zero percent excited for college football, and I end up watching college football all day with Texas State going to overtime and playing these epic games and like loving it. So you know what you know, it's better chaos- than like infomercials and shit that we're running for the last three months in the middle of Saturday. We got some good sports right. here. It, at least it's something. Next week's going to be really on fire, and we'll have to do a good uh, college football preview. But yeah, a couple good games, but. You know, we're gearing up for big time shit here, so we're it's coming soon. Excuse me. Bless um, you. The Stanley Cup final is set. Uh, Dallas will play Tampa Bay starting on Saturday, so you're going to have a, an NHL finals game, NBA playoffs, major golf, college football, and pro football this weekend. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll talk. We we already talked about all the college are all the pro lines, so check that out yesterday. Let's talk a little bit about major golf, Brad. We're at winged foot. Uh, I'll let you kind of take this one away after after your Thursday round. Yeah. Uh, who's in contention? What's the what are the storylines here? And, so we got uh, yeah. what, what to look for the rest of the week. So Justin Thomas is the leader. Uh, he he finished at five under. That's not a score that's indicative of what the field's doing. It's a really tough course. It's got. T- championship tournament conditions they've grown the rough out like crazy if you don't hit the green you're totally fucked you can almost never scramble in this the the length of grass that's around the greens and the different topography it's difficult as all get out uh the cut line after round one looks like it's going to be at five over so you could imagine the top uh it's like it's it's like a top 72 i think make the cut and ties so top 60 top 60 and oh is it top 60 so that, yeah. yeah, but okay. So, but there's a sh- whole shitload of players tied at 66. So I would imagine that's why the cut line is going to be set there around five over. If it was to be t- like right now, who knows where these guys are going to end up after today because the course is firming up. Yesterday it was supposedly easier than it's going to be all week. So expect big scores. Uh, the the one factor that has kind of stuck out to me and that they've talked a lot about on the broadcast is that this course is set up a little bit differently than others in that most the majority or a lot of the holes play right to left. So it, it favors drawers of the ball. And lately, like a lot of the big power players, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, uh, a lot of these guys are big power fade players. And so players like McElroy, Patrick Reed, guys that play that draw, uh, this sets up better to their eye. And it just so happens Patrick Reed's in second at four under McElroy's at three under McElroy just had a baby too last week. So they're calling it the baby bump. He's playing, uh, uh, over over uh over his usual performance he doesn't always show up uh in the first round of the uh US Open so a lot of really good action right now but god if you watch this at all like if they get into the rough it, they're when they swing out of it it's so thick it looks like uh, like one of my shots like it goes trundling off and down to the fairway and then into a bunker and then this that and the other it's it's a really really difficult course if you can't hit the fairways so it's fun to watch um they're streaming it live on usopen.com, so I'd check it out if I was you. You've been keeping up with it, Michael? There you go. Uh, a little bit. Fat Phil shot a 79, uh, which I enjoy. That's yeah, to be expected, great. though, because he hasn't. he's not that accurate off the tee. He's about scrambling. He's never been on. Exactly. And, so and, this, and is... this course is not a scrambler's paradise. Like, if you're scrambling off the tee, uh, you can expect 75-plus. And uh, Phil's well, not fat anymore, it's... by the way. Phil's skinny now. 
But yeah, oh, he's, whatever. It's Big uh, Cat 70, Phil. Seventy three is what the Big Cat Tiger Woods hit yesterday. Uh, he only hit six, six uh, fairways, fairways, which isn't going to be good enough. He did make five birdies though, right? Uh, which it is was a real up and down round. The, the only time he's ever had uh, five birdies in an opening round in the U.S. Open, he won them, uh, and. <laughs> Uh, that was at Pebble in 2000 and Bethpage Black in 2002. Uh, he's not going to win this tournament. He made he went bogey and double on 17 and 18 to finish his round at three over par, uh, which has got to be tough for him. He's inside the cut uh, line as of now, and if he makes it to the weekend, anything's possible. But like you said, he's eight shots off the lead at three over. So at the moment, he's got some work to do. Yeah, DJ shot a 73 as well. A uh, bit surprising. He had shot... 71 or better 20 straight rounds previously that can't be um, right is that what it says yeah. on your notes because i know he shot like 79 straight. back-to-back like four weeks ago but anyways djs yeah maybe it's it's 20 straight uh like major championship rounds because he yeah he shot 70 no, 79 says, like let's see three or four weeks ago four or five weeks ago he shot a 78 uh and withdrew from the 3m championship that yeah. must have been like five weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got some work to do. He's eight strokes behind. Uh, mentioned Phil going 79. I'm uh, telling Lee you, this Westwood. course is difficult enough that it, these guys that had low scores yesterday, there's no guarantee they're going to have that today. There was some luck involved with that and, like, whatever, momentum. So I don't think anyone's out of this with how difficult it plays. If if you can hit fairways, you can get back in it quick. Uh, Lee Westwood shot a 67 he's 47 he would be the second oldest major champion of all time he's never uh, won one either yeah that would be interesting and I, my eyes are on rory who went 60 he shot 67 yesterday as well yeah um i like rory to, to make a run at this thing me too i like him because he's a drawer of the ball and it fits well to uh his it fits well the course fits well to the, his eye whatever you want to say so i like rory as well all right, so that's your U.S. Open uh, in progress preview. Any other uh, any other thoughts? Anything else we need to talk about, Brad? I think we covered everything pretty well here. Um, what's our What's our next recording yeah. schedule look like? What are you thinking? You want to do a Sunday morning? Uh, you know, assuming we're available, I think Sunday morning is always always in play. Nobody else is doing Sunday morning podcasts. You guys, you know, the listeners know this, but we do this for you because we love you. Um, it, that's assuming anything interesting happens Saturday, and it should. We should we should get a Sunday and talk about golf, and even if there's no college football, that's interesting. Easy like uh, Sunday morning. We'll Count me in. We'll get a quickie on Sunday, and we'll get one on Monday. Wrapping it all up. Check out uh you know check us out. Find me on social media at Michael Weiner M I C A H W I E N E R. You got all the links you need there. You can find Brad at Bradley B Key on Instagram. Got anything else? That's it. That and that's call that all, hotline. Baby. All right. Call the hotline, 800-392-6344. Until next time, mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.